0: Hi everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 27 of Sisters Coffee and Crime. I'm Sandra.
1: And I'm Christina.
0: Today we're talking about the Fall River
1: cult murders. In the late 70s, the murders of three young women took place in the Fall River area of Massachusetts. The leader of this group was a man named Carl Drew. Let's grab some coffee and talk about this crime.
0: The Fall River cult took place right at the height of the Satanic Panic. During this time, we know many lives were ruined due to being falsely accused, but there were a few cults that did deal in crime surrounding, surrounded by Satan at this time, or at least that's what we're led to believe. We don't know how much of it actually has anything to do with Satan or just groups of really terrible people. Now, the Fall River murders took place between October 1979 and February 1980. Two women were both sex workers, and they were bound, raped, tortured, and bludgeoned to death. A third woman was murdered, and only skull fragments and clumps of hair were found in the forest. But her body was never recovered. These violent murders definitely played right into the media's narrative of satanic panic. Mm -hmm. On October thirteenth, nineteen 1979, the first victim was found. 17-year-old Doreen Levesque. Now, she was a runaway and a sex worker. Her body was found behind a high school. Her wrists were bound with fishing line, and there were signs of sexual torture. She was stabbed in the head several times and had multiple skull fractures. When the investigation started, the police just assumed that she was murdered by a client. Mm -hmm. Her autopsy would reveal that it was highly likely that she was murdered by multiple people. It was believed that her cause of death might have been stoning. Now, just a month after Doreen's body was found, a man named Andy Maltis went to the police. He filed a missing persons report for his girlfriend, Barbara Raposa. Now, she was also a sex worker and worked in the Bedford Street area, just like Doreen. Now, Andy tells police that he feels he fears for Barbara's life because of a satanic cult. He also claims to have some information about Doreen's murder. Okay. Now, here's some background on Andy. He is pretty much just a disgusting human being. He was a known pedophile and violent rapist. But Andy changed his ways and became a devout Christian. Well, he said he changed his ways. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just what's said. I mean, right. Exactly. (laughs) I hope that my sarcasm came off. I don't believe it for a second. Now he begins his police interview by holding up a Bible and saying, quote, I know quote, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and savior. Once I worshiped Satan, but now I worship Jesus. End quote. (laughs) So it was weird. Now, Andy told police that at the time of her disappearance, Barbara and him were in a cult that practiced Satan worship. He says that Doreen was also a part of this cult. And he tells police that he doesn't know any direct facts about Doreen's murder. Now, they don't believe his story for a second. And Andy says that he can get two members of the cult to come in for an interview.
1: Now, wait a second, does he actually say, like, two members of the cult, or does he say just two members of...
0: Well, I mean, it's reported as cult, but right. I guess we're to, like, maybe he just said group. Okay, because
1: I would imagine that if he said cult, that would be like...
0: Well, he did tell them that they were practicing, that they were a, a, a satanic cult. I mean, okay, he did oh, say yeah, that. I guess so.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So he does, he gets Karen Marsden and Robin Murphy to sit down with police. Now, Karen Marsden was a 20-year-old single mom. She was a runaway that ended up a drug addict and a sex worker. There is definitely a theme here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She also worked in the Bedford Street area. Now, police would write down that Karen was nervous and emotional. Robin Murphy, on the other hand, was a 17-year-old sex worker who was trying to become her own pimp. Oh, okay. And she was the polar opposite of Karen. Police describe her as cold, calculating, and deliberate. She was basically a tough street kid with a dominating personality. And they say that she was highly intelligent. Now, they won't say how they know Andy. They just say that they've seen him around. (laughs) Okay. But later on, Robin does testify That Andy had molested her since she was 11 years old. And we know that he was a known pedophile. So I think there might be something to that. Right. Now Robin doesn't talk much during her sit down with police. Karen does all of the talking. And she ends up telling police that a man named Carl Drew killed Doreen. Now Carl was already known to police. He was a 26 year old pimp with a violent reputation.
1: These are lovely people.
0: Yes. Carl's home life is basically just filled with physical and mental abuse and he ran away at 14 years old um, and he spent his time that those years with drug addicts and sex workers. Now, he does have a link to Doreen. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He was her pimp. Okay. But besides being her pimp, there's no like linking him to the crime scene.
1: Okay, I see. So Today, there's no actual, like, DNA evidence. There's nothing that, like that. links
0: them there. Now, the police only have Karen saying that Carl killed her. And she wouldn't give police any real concrete information. She just said, Carl Drew is the mm-hmm. guy that you're looking for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Car- and Karen does consistently say, I'm a good person and I believe in God. And I have to tell you, for Satan worshippers, they talk about God.
1: I know. A whole lot. I was just to say, wait a second. Yes.
0: Which I don't really understand. Now, Karen says that Carl was evil and that he is going to lash out at her for talking to police. Mm -hmm. Now, here is what Karen says. Here's the quote. Quote, her soul would be sacrificed and cast into flaming pits of hell for eternity. End quote.
1: Okay. That's what she's been told will happen.
0: Yes. Now, Karen and another woman with ties to the cult, and her name is Carol Fletcher. I know there's so many people in this, but they take police to Freetown State Forest. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And this is where they say that the cult gatherings happened, and at one point, they're passing, like, a covered pool of water, Mm -hmm. and Karen gets visibly upset. And she tells police that Carl said he would dump her body there after, quote, injecting battery acid into her veins and offering her soul to Satan. End quote.
1: Okay.
0: He told her this if she ever, like if she ever speaks to police, this is what he was going to do to her. Gotcha. Now, Carl was known for threats of violence. A woman named Mildred Jukes, but goes by the name Cookie, tells police that he would kill a woman that had gotten her arrested. Okay.
1: So, so this- he would kill a woman if... She got him arrested.
0: A woman did get her arrested. Oh, and he's saying he's going to kill her. Here's the quote that she gives police quote. He was going to kill her for it, tie her to a tree to be sacrificed, pour warm blood from a live goat all over her face. End quote. Now, if the stories about Carl are to be believed, he's clearly a sick, dangerous and violent person. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But another person in this group was also violent and very unstable. Robin Murphy. Now, it would come out later that she was actually sort of the center of this group.
1: Oh, okay. People, I guess, assumed that it was him, but it was actually her?
0: Yeah, people assumed that she he did everything, but she had a lot to do with it. Okay. Now, while police are trying to piece all of this together, they do find the body of Barbara Raposa and she was discovered on January 26, 1980. Barbara's body was found behind an abandoned factory, her wrists were tied with fishing line, she was sexually assaulted, and her skull had been crushed by a rock. This is really similar to what happened to Doreen. So Andy, Barbara's boyfriend that reported her missing, he says after some time that he had a psychic dream about Barbara's murder. And as far as dreams go, this one's pretty detailed. He mm-hmm. was able to say where her body was found, its position, time of death, and how she was killed. Now, a lot of these were not public knowledge. Right. So, if he was it, it only leads them to believe that he was there. Mm-hmm. So, police do actually arrest him for the murder of Barbara. And after this, Robin Murphy says that she's going to come in and talk to police. She makes a deal. She wants protective custody and immunity for testifying against Andy. She says that he committed the murder and she witnessed it. So here's her story. Well, her first story that she gives to police.
1: Okay.
0: Andy, Barbara, and Robin were hanging out and they go for a drive. And then Andy and Barbara get into a fight. Andy was so upset because he found out that Barbara was cheating on him. So he parks a car behind the factory, drags her out, rapes her. She's screaming. So Andy beats her with a rock. They leave Barbara there to die. She says that she never called police because she was scared. Okay. Robin also tells police about Doreen's murder. Now, these two seem to be connected because they're so similar. Right. But according to Robin, the only connection is that she witnessed both of them.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So she says, quote, the killing of Doreen Levesque was an offering to the soul of Satan, end quote. She says that Carl Drew killed Doreen because Doreen wanted to work on her own and Carl wasn't gonna let her leave the group at like so easily. So he finds her at a local bar and forces her to leave with him. Now in the car that night was Doreen, Carl, Robin and Karen and another man named Willie Smith. Carl threatens Doreen and he says to her, quote, she couldn't work the streets alone. And then he proceeds to start hitting her in the face. Now they pull up to the local high school. The men take Doreen out and they go near the bleachers. The girls stay in the car. She says that they didn't hear anything and they didn't see anything. The men return and the girls ask, where's Doreen? And the only answer that they were given is you don't want to know. Now, this doesn't really match what they know about the forensic evidence because she was clearly tortured. And to Mm -hmm. think that they were standing in front of a school and they didn't hear anything is kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, um, Robin's story changes through the years. Okay. Now, Karen Marsden, she was talking to police throughout all the investigation, and she spoke to them through... Through most of it. Now, police believe that she was present for the murders of Doreen and Barbara. She told police that Carl was the leader, but Robin was also in a leadership role in this group. She claims that during the murders of Barbara and Doreen, that Robin instructed everybody there to take part in mutilating the bodies. Now, Karen doesn't want to testify in court and that along with her drug use... And her erratic behavior makes her a really bad witness. Yeah. Yeah, they use all of that against her. Exactly. For sure. Now, the police do actually believe some of her stories, but she's Mm -hmm. becoming so paranoid that they really don't know what to do with her. Mm -hmm. And at her last interview, Karen says that she's going to be the next to die. And in fact, Karen's right. She was reported missing on February 9th, 1980. And this is about two months go by, and a man would discover the top half of a human head in a nearby beach town of Westport. Now, police search the area, but they can't find her body. Uh, they do end up finding like clumps of human hair. Mm-hmm. And they do find like some animal bones,
1: okay. which
0: sort of plays into the whole satan- uh, satanic thing. Yeah, yeah. If that's to be believed. To be believed. Yeah, sure. Now the police would also find some jewelry, a high-heeled shoe, and pieces torn from a woman's sweater. Forensics do determine that the skull is that of Karen Marsden. Now another woman, Maureen Sunny Sparta, would come forward with the name Robin Murphy as Karen's killer. Okay. Now Maureen was a former sex worker who used to be a part of the cult and She would host some of the gatherings in her apartment, and she also was kind of like a mother to the younger girls. Okay. Robin and her were also lovers in the past, and Robin admitted to her that she killed Karen.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay.
0: Now, Carol Fletcher, remember Carol? She was with Mm -hmm. um, Karen. They went to take the police to the forest. Right. She also comes forward. And she says that Robin, Carl, one of Carl's friends who's named Carl Davis, and I'm gonna name, I'm just gonna call him Davis mm-hmm. for clarity. They were the ones responsible for the murder. She tells police that she drove them all to a wooden area and a satanic ritual took place. Now, Robin was in Dallas because she got immunity mm-hmm. to testify against Andy. Gotcha. So She's in witness protection, but now they have a warrant for her arrest. Okay. So she's brought back. hmm As for Carl, Drew, and Davis, well, it was pretty easy to find them because they were already in jail serving sentences for assault. Well. That's convenient. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They
1: kind of did the work for you. Exactly.
0: Robin Murphy eventually breaks, and she tells police the truth, and I say that with kind of air quotes around it. So she tells police, she's going to later recant her story and try to get parole when that time comes. But from her stories and what can sort of be pieced together. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of this, I mean, I'm going to go through the story, but uh, some of this I don't believe is true. Sure. But as it's documented, let's go through it. So now Robin is the one who actually dragged Karen from the car and pulled her out from her hair. She was then stoned by Carl, Robin, and Davis. And also Carol Fletcher.
1: Jeez.
0: Carl then cut off one of her fingers, supposedly to make her feel pain. As if she wasn't feeling enough already. Yeah, okay. He then breaks her neck with his bare hands.
1: Yeah. He's disgusting.
0: Robin Murphy slits her throat with a knife. Now, Carl and Drew, they apparently tear her head off and kick it around the woods
1: these people are disgusting
0: yes absolutely carl carves an x into karen's torso torso sorry and he dips his finger into her blood and he puts an x on robin's forehead and this is like an offering Mm -hmm. of karen's soul to satan sure Now, if that isn't bad enough, apparently Robin Murphy performed oral sex on her dead body. They then pour gasoline on her and set it on fire, and apparently her body just disintegrated into ashes. Okay. Okay. So that's apparently what happened to Karen. I don't know how much of it I believe. I think that some details may have been... You know, Ex- exaggerated yeah. Yeah, because yeah. of the whole satanic panic thing. Sure. But I do believe that they killed these women and tortured them.
1: Yeah, Sounds like it.
0: Now, Andy Mathis was the first to go to trial. So he gets his day in court in January of 1981. He's eventually convicted of first degree murder of Barbara Raposa and given a life sentence without parole. Now, his case is actually boils down to the testimony of Robin Murphy. Hmm. Which they still used. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's how they got him. Now he is also considered a suspect in a bunch of unsolved rapes dating back to the seven, like to the early seventies. But he's never formally charged with anything, and he actually ends up dying of cancer in jail um, in nineteen ninety eight. So now Robin Murphy, she used the defense that she was doing everything under the direction of Carl Drew. And she just did it because she feared him. She feared for her life. And the satanic cult was a very powerful influence on her. Mm -hmm. She pleads to second degree murder. And she does testify against everybody else, basically. So at this point, she just can't stop talking. Right. And with the deal she got, she couldn't be charged in the murders of Doreen or Barbara. So they only got her for Karen's murder. Right. Now she does get a life sentence with the possibility of parole... Um, she was released after 24 years on June 10th, 2004. But she ends up violating her parole and gets back to jail, to prison seven years later. And she's now in a maximum security prison. Okay, so Carl Davis, he wasn't prosecuted for his role in Karen Marsden's case. It kind of just fell apart. But the following year, he did get arrested for assaulting um, Sunny Sparta with a deadly weapon while she was Pregnant. Oh,
1: jeez.
0: Apparently, she had information um, that she was going to use against him and Robin in Karen's murder. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this is allegedly. He beats her and stabs her with a knife in her head.
1: Oh, my
0: God. I mean, he did it, but the reasoning is allegedly that's why he did it. Because we don't know. That's just someone saying is like, Mm -hmm. this is why he did it. Now, he would serve seven years for this, but he's a free man. Of course. Now, Carl Drew, on the other hand, he's known as the head of the Fall River cult. Now, he does have a criminal record already, including assault, weapons possession, and armed robbery. Robin Murphy does testify against him, and she tells the story that he was the leader of the group and a sick and violent man. She says that he led all three murders. His ex-girlfriend, Lee Johnson... Also testifies against him, and she says that Carl admitted to killing a girl with Davis, Robin Murphy, and another woman who i'm who we assume is Carol Fletcher. right, okay now he also gave Lee a ring that belonged to Karen Marsden. He mm-hmm. claims that he is innocent, even till today, there's like a web page of free Carl De- or Carl Drew really yes. But nonetheless, he was convicted of first-degree murder without the possibility of parole. He filed all of his appeals to get a new trial, and his final one was denied in 2006. Now, there was never a trial on the murder of Doreen. They say, at best, Carl Drew would get another life sentence, but the man that supposedly helped him, Will- Willie Smith, he all charges were dropped against him. Okay. And at the end of all this, some are going to say that this never happened. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And that it's just, you know, a satanic panic. Yes. It doesn't exist. And a lot of the people in the story recant their stories. Like Carol Fletcher, Mm -hmm. she says, we never took Karen to the field. Robin Murphy did kill her, but she killed her at the apartment. Okay. And it was never a satanic thing.
1: So it was never like torture or anything It was never torture or anything like that. They just, anything killed like that. Her.
0: they just killed her. But here's my problem with that. Uh-huh. A piece of her skull was found in that forest. Right. So unless you're saying that the police made it up and wanted to fit this satanic narrative that they took the skull and planted it there and then took... Because you can find the picture. And then took a picture for that guy to find it.
1: Right. It, that, that doesn't make sense to that me. That theory doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Fair but enough. But I do believe that if these women were killed and they were tortured, I don't know if they were a cult necessarily. I think this was just a few pimps got, had sex workers and they really exploited those women and made them do things maybe that they didn't want to do. And there was a lot of fear at that time.
1: Yeah. And I wonder like if there was drug abuse, what kind of drug abuse was happening? Not that that's an excuse. I'm just,
0: no, but it is sort of that time of like the, right. Right. LSD and all of that. But it is ultimately believed now that Robin Murphy played a much bigger role than was what was first believed. Mm-hmm. And she kind of got a good deal because she wasn't, for two murders, she wasn't charged for. She was only charged for Karen's. Right. And an, an undercover agent does say that he actually attended parties where carl drew was Mm -hmm. and he says that there was satan worship that happened i don't know how much of that is true um i'm not gonna sit here and say that they were a satanic cult i think that they were just like i said a bunch of horrible people right
1: well i guess also because you know when you say satanic panic um you have heard stories and so right you know you know kind of the, the daycare stories that, that happened here. Yeah, the, here the and panic all that. and all that that happened. So, you know, are they just labeling it because this these were sick individuals that murdered people? I in, think so. Yeah. I There's a really
0: good chance that, that that's been happening. So that's it. That is the Fall River Murders Case. Please follow us on IG at
1: crime. Remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This is Christina.
0: And Sandra. Talk soon.